Broadcasting from the third coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studios, this is The Hango Show. I need to get inside your head. I got to know if you insane. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm just. These mics are so damn heavy. They're two pounds a piece. Just the mic. Just the mic. So I'm hoping these these arms will. You gotta fan that shit, man. What are you, what's wrong with you? Keeping out of his face. Ah, uh, he don't care. Do you want that, dude? I just. Uh, okay. I'll thank you though. <laughs> thank you. I'm. I'm already got the road hot. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hango Show. This is your host, Hango Wood, and tonight uh, I got the boys back in here. Got Harpoon and Jut. How y'all doing tonight? Oh, oh, Mom wanted me to give you this to you, Jut, since you don't talk much on the show. Mm-hmm. She gave you a toy to put together for us. So that's sweet. You can work on that while we're actually doing the podcast. <laughs> See y'all in about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> How's y'all's week been going? Or how was last week when I didn't see y'all? Been good? Yeah, man, everything's uh, everything's been pretty good with me. Last week I was um, super active, man. I had a, a couple of loads of dirt brought in to the front yard. I've got a you know a big slope that kind of heads off to the edge of the house, and got a buddy of mine who just bought. I think he said eighteen acres, um, and eight of it is a big hill that he's going to dirt harvest. Dang, so and, he's going to uh, tear the whole hill down then. Pretty much, yeah. Just, a, but he's not moving it. He's he just bought the land basically for the dirt. He said, yeah. "Oh, he's not really going to build anything there. He just wanted." No, he's he's got a house that's over across uh, across town or whatever. Well, not far from here, really. And uh, but the place that he bought the land um, is is just south of us. Okay. And uh, so he's just been trekking dirt back and forth to his house. He had just bought. Well, he had, I guess a couple of years ago had bought. Um, some sort of an excavator or something, and um, he's uh, already done with it. Not, <laughs> <laughs> he's a mad genius, man. Yeah, like, Jets Altism <laughs> is showing through. He's already got the little robot man thing put up here with the rest of them. Wow, what am I going to do for the next fifty minutes? <laughs> I got a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle up there. If you want to work on that, a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Come on, puzzle piece. Let's put it together. I'm sorry. Go ahead. See what he brought you some dirt with from what he was. He brought, apart. yeah, yeah. He brought me some dirt and and um, um, Anthony and his girlfriend. Uh, they came over last Sunday um, as Miss Alabama was leaving, and and we we moved dirt for a few hours then, and and then uh, this past week uh, I had an afternoon basically that all I did was shovel dirt and a wheelbarrow. Well, every day I drove by this past week going to work, you were out there with a. Towel on your head, hearing protection on, and you were still chainsawing, <laughs> giving that tree hell. Man. <laughs> yeah, well, that was. I mean, I did. I shoveled dirt one day, and then I was on the chainsaw for two. And um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I've been quite active, man. I matter of fact, I, I always, you know, I, I've got my Fitbit. I was told Miss Alabama um, last day or two. I was. I told her. I said, man, you know, this past week. Um, I was, I was, I knew that I was outside of my normal exercise range, even, even with a, a big night at the gym or, or whatever, you know, I knew that I was well outside of that just by what I was doing during the day, you know, with the shoveling and the wheelbarrow and the chainsaw and all of it. Um, I, I built, um, another, uh, garden type, well, not a garden, it's kind of like a, 
just a boxed in area for me to put some blueberry bushes went on planting some of those i did so anyway man long story short i was trying to i, I was excited about checking out my fitbit how i was you know my exercise calorie count and steps and active minutes and all the stuff that it gives you and i was really excited because i was thinking man these are going to be three record days i mean i could just i just felt that i mean i was above my normal high average by two or three in the afternoon and i'd not even gone to the gym or done anything for the evening you know i mean this was during the day anyway i'm laying there in bed and i i've uh toward the end of the this uh past weekend or whatever and i was looking back on it and uh my fitbit had died on monday (laughs) (laughs) completely missed i I was totally waiting on that (laughs) completely man i was like golly no way so but anyway man i mean my body got the it, you know, it got the it knew the gist of it. It didn't need you to see the numbers. It it knew that you were putting in some overtime. I know, but it was just like a mental high five. I always give myself, man. When I go, yeah, that's right. That's a right. A little pat on the back. Yeah, if you good will. job, boy. Yeah. Get on it. Uh, Miss Alabama's birthday was this weekend. Yeah, it was a great time. Did you have a good time? Yeah, it was. Uh, um, over to her parents' house. They've got a lake house. Oh, so you a, got to meet her parents yet? Or yeah, no? I did. Okay, yes. great. Yep, super sweet people. Um, very. Uh, hospitable, um, great hosts. Um, we always eat real good over there. Mom's like a country. You're describing the South, man. Everybody yeah. wants you to come over to the house and eat. <laughs> yeah. So she had. they had a, uh, a bunch of decorations up. They had a, a, a great fireworks show that they had spent, you know, quite a bit of money on. Obviously, it was, it was really nice. Um, they had uh, like a hunch punch made coolers and coolers and coolers Uh-oh. of drinks of, you know, <laughs> all, all sorts of it Had a DJ karaoke. Oh, damn. I mean, it was, yeah, it was a big deal, man. It was a uh, great time. Everybody. I, I mean, I, every, I was going in there green meeting, you know, everybody, everybody what, she was walking crew. around and she's like, we walk up to this group of people. She goes, man, I really don't know them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they're, friends of, they're friends of my sisters or they're friends of, of somebody else that just rode up in a boat and came up, you know, or whatever. And I was like, well, Hey man, that's cool, man. So I started, you know, Hey, introducing myself as I'm going around and, you know, and just, I met everybody. Um, this thing, you know, it harpoons the mayor of that, that small little town. <laughs> <Yeah>. you <know? laughs> Great time. Though. I think she had a really good time. Her, um, her sister came in, uh, from that she lives up north and uh, came I saw pictures of her. Yeah, she's she's cutie too. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, they're a real pretty family, man. They're hey, all. How tall is Miss Alabama's son? That's what I was gonna you ask. see the picture of him? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! I mean, she's not a short lady, but he towered over her. Yeah, she, I, six I, five, six eight, or nine. I, he had to be way up there. I was like, God, he yeah. he would, yeah, yeah. Um, and and they say six eight or nine just kind of depends on if he measures his hair or not. Oh yeah, he's, he's got a the, he's, he's got a nice head of hair on him for some, sure. He's got some curly locks, and he he she says yeah he definitely got the the well, curls and from I her. I figured she was around Tink's height five eight five nine somewhere around there, uh-huh. and she hit him right Shoulder. under his chest, you yeah. know. And I was like, well, damn, he's got to be like you know six four six five no six eight nine. Jeez, man, yeah. And, and he's not graduated high school yet. I know. I mean, I, I could imagine trying to feed that kid. Well, I mean, he, he, he's he got a job at a steakhouse. So I think, oh, he's got <laughs> kickbacks. I think, I think they're tipping him in steaks. No, I don't know. I mean, he's uh, they're they're both. I mean, she's got a, a beautiful daughter as mm-hmm. well, man. You know, they're. I've never uh, seen a picture of her standing like 
uh, next to Miss Alabama. So I don't know how tall she is. They're 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 getting close to the same size. Yeah, you know. So, um, but like, yeah, everybody, man, I met. Friend, I had a there was a bunch of her friends that were there. Um, and they just wound up spending the night. Um, we got up uh, yesterday morning, had this big, uh, of course, Southern breakfast, all sorts of it. And then uh, when her friends uh, left to go back home, um, her family uh, and I, we went down to the to the lake and hung out on the water, you know, for a few hours. And it was I, literally, man, I had in my head, I'm sitting out there and I'm just soaking up the sun. Of course, I've already been in and out of the water and I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, man, this is the closest thing to being on the beach that that I could I can I could feel because I was just I was I was totally relaxed. I wasn't thinking you know, anything, I don't know, I mean, I wasn't stressed out about anything, and I could just feel the sun you, and the you, you wind. You didn't have to borrow nobody's flip-flops to use the bathroom. Didn't have to be, no, man. <laughs> Had my own flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Well, happy birthday to uh, our one and only Miss Alabama. Happy birthday to you. Hope it was a good one, and uh, hope you had a hope you had a good time. Jig? Yeah. What's going on, man? Not much. What happened this past week while I was off? Uh, or while, while I was working? Pretty pretty decent week at the shop. Um, the week before that was garbage, but it, they come and go now. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, dealing with the death in the family. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I hear anything um, about that? My aunt passed away last night, so oh, we're damn. getting getting funeral arrangements and stuff uh, there. No, which, who, who's Mom's it? sister, Linda. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dude, this is the second time, man, I've been on this show that I've found we out. We dropped somebody on you. Yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. smoke. She'd, she, she had been struggling for a, a while. Like I the last I no year, idea. her quality of life was just non-existent. Man, um, I didn't know that. She had dementia, and uh, she was having a lot of infection problems. Mm-hmm. And of course, the medicine you have to take for the certain infection makes you yep. like like what happened to my grandmother. Yeah, just completely downhill, cognitively, you know, not there. Golly. Um, and uh, she passed away last night, so we're dealing with that. But uh, mm. wow, got to have lunch on. with Hango and Tink yesterday. Yeah, we all we oh. went and had had lunch uh, at at their brunch over there. Yep. We had a good time. It was Heck good. Yeah. It was good. They gave me the littlest chicken titty I ever seen in my life. Thanks for lunch, Tink. <laughs> the chicken breast was like that big. Oh, it man. was itty bitty, dude. And Tink's like, "Well, it's lunch portions." I'm like, "I don't want the fucking lunch portion. I wanted the big boy portion." Wow. But it was it was still good. Yeah, good company. Good. Yeah. We had a good time. Had the honey pepper salmon. It was awesome. Mm. And that sounds good. Tink couldn't eat her food for looking at his. That salmon looked so good. Every time she said that salmon looked so good. On the way back to town, she was like, that salmon looked really good. I'm like, we get it. <laughs> what did she order? Uh, what did she get? Um, wasn't pasta. And she didn't. Oh, she got that prime rib sandwich. Prime rib sandwich. Yeah. yeah. And then didn't even eat the bread. It's like flip the bread open, ate the, the meat. <laughs> That's what I'd have done. And she gave me the fat. <laughs> oh, so I was happy. What about Floyd, man? What was she? What did she pick? She got the shrimp and grits. Yep. Yep. Everybody sure got did. something different. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yep. Which Tink tries to do that so she can eat off my plate too. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind it, of it's like eating with Helen Keller. It's, it's, 
I just always order something spicy because I know Nancy's not touching. <laughs> Yeah. That Tink's the same way. I do the same thing with Tink. Like if this is something that I want, I get like a, like a spicy chicken sandwich or something. Well, if it's get, hotter than mayonnaise, she won't eat it anyway. That's about so. the way Tink is. She don't. Wow. This black pepper's about the max for her. Really? Yeah. I think this is the way we were. I mean, did you eat a lot of hot food growing up? Was Benny into hot food or anything? Not really. Um, I mean, we we ate a lot of. I don't, re- I don't know. Honestly, I don't remember. Um a lot of Mexican food, yeah, um, but not not really hot. See, I grew up it like was, jalapenos. Grandpa grew cayennes out of the garden. Yeah, you know, we never ate anything like that. Uh, but I love hot stuff. I do, yeah, you I'm know, the I, same I, way. Kind of grew into it, I guess, as I got older. But yeah, I enjoy. But see, not t- as much anymore. But <laughs> the, our tummies catch up with us, don't yeah, they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, see, Tink, she grew up eating like like uh, roast beef and potatoes. Very bland palate, you know. So she don't handle anything. She don't want anything too spicy, which to me, I'm like, I'll get to a point, and then I'm like, that, that's enough. Which, you get to a point, you can't even taste anything. Yeah, your mouth, yeah. your mouth is yeah, just don't. And I don't want. I want the heat to complement whatever the flavor of the meat is, or vegetables, or whatever. Like a liquid salt and pepper, right? You know, exactly. Just a little I like, bit of kick. I like Serrano because it's kind of a it's it's hot kind of all at once, and then just kind of. Gone. Yeah, it doesn't linger. Like it's know, a pepper. Is a certain kind of sauce? Uh, Serrano pepper. Okay, I don't think I've yeah. ever had one. Yeah, they're. I I love cooking with them. They're great. Put uh, just to kind of chop them up, throw them on some pork, something like that. Yeah. It goes really well with it. But it's not a. It's not like a lingering hot like a habanero or you know it something just, that just it will keeps not kicking go away. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like about it. Yeah, like, like have you seen that show, man, where they're eating chicken wings and they're just like crazy, super hot wings? My hot mm-hmm. ones. Uh, yeah. Now we feast. Yeah, it's the guy that mm-hmm. interviews hot ones, you. Yeah, Sorry, the Sean hot Evans. Ones, yep, that's that's freakish. You see, when DJ Khaled was on there, uh-uh. I think he quit on the second one. Really? And then spent like fifteen minutes talking like DJ Khaled, just in just non sequiturs. The whole interview was like, <laughs> even Sean was like, just sitting back, let him let him talk, just because it was so entertaining. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they can progressively get hotter as they go along. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, who was it? Somebody was on there. They were, or not was poured out of there. Gordon Ramsay had Gordon a shit Ramsey. fit over it. <laughs> that was a great, that was a great show. Um, I saw hot ones with, uh, I think it was Bill Burr was on hot ones. I don't think I've seen one with him on there. I wanted to say it was him. Will Ferrell was, like was on that. I don't think I've seen him either. I, I quit watching like after the third season for some reason. I just like a. I catch them on YouTube. They'll, yeah. I'll see little pop That's up. I, you know, yeah. I'll say, "Oh man, that looks okay." Yeah. Um, I even wrote notes for this week because I wanted to be sure I didn't forget anything. Oh, this is a question I have for everybody out there: Who the fuck is destroying all the public bathrooms? They're, that, they're, that, that's a TikTok challenge. No, 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 not that way. Not that I mean, one. just shit, oh. literal shit everywhere. I don't know Look, about that one. At least once a night, I walk into a public bathroom, and it has been just defaced with shit. Like, and there's no way. I mean, I see having a once in a lifetime. Oh my god, this is the shit of all shits. I've got to go now, and just can't quite make it. But there's no way that I'm mystically following every person in the world who's having that moment that night. 
There's no fucking possible way that I'm finding these people. Like right after they got done. Oh man. That's this it's week. The, it's just the stalls, just a blowout. Dude, huh? th- on the rim, on the wall, finger wipes on the wall where they got oh, it on their hand. God. I mean, I, what? I'm sick. You can see fingers. Like, oh. If you walked into this and it was blood, you'd be like, how many people died here? Damn. There's that. I don't know how much that. I don't know how many people have that much shit in their body at one time. Oh my god! This is it's just liquid spray. Damn. One place you don't find it is at Loves because Loves keeps their bathrooms tippy top clean. But you go to some random bathroom, it looks like somebody threw a shit grenade in there and it just went off. Holy Blam! Blam! <laughs> Blam. It's like the Jackson Pollock of asses were in there before. Just, just spray, spray, spray of shit. Day. Jack got the Jackson Pollock reference. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you did. <laughs> um, okay, you know, I have a lot of time on my hands at work. Same. <laughs> well, I'm on the road letting my mind wander. I was listening to a podcast. They were talking about butt plugs. I said, what if you made a butt plug with a noisemaker in it? So when she farted, you'd know. Like a kazoo? A kazoo. A butt kazoo. Or a duck call? <laughs> Quack when she farts? Not a good idea? Little <laughs> <laughs> oh, slide flutes. <laughs> It was what it was, um, besides dodging the, the shitty toilets. Um, everything was, was pretty pretty calm. Had a couple, I had to go to my most hated town like four nights in a row after I left my main stop. I was like, can I not not come here? Um, otherwise, work was great. First week, first week that um, we've, I've been there that we hadn't had our first shift guy. He retired. There's been like a, a scheduling shuffle, so getting used to that. Um, I'm now the designated coffee maker in the morning because usually he would come in. He, you know, you know how how people who've been at a job at a long time they get set in their ways, and if you do something that they usually do, trying to help them out, they get kind of upset about it, like you're trying to steal their job or something. Took her gerbs. They took her gerbs. Um, and so when I first started there, I was like, oh man, well, when I get done, I'll do a couple of things he does in the morning. So when he comes in, he's just off the races, good to go. It's like, I did like, we have to do like a morning inventory to inventory all the, all the product we have in the building. So, uh, if we're short on something, we can, we can get with one of our other branches locally and have some stuff swapped around so we can get some more blood in or plasma, you know, and swap them for something else. So like my first week I started that job, I was like, man, I'm going to do the inventory first thing, have it done. A couple of little checks we have to sign off on. He got those done. And I'll go ahead and get the coffee going at about 530. He came in, saw coffee dripping. And I was like, oh, here's here's the inventory. Already done. Got that taken care of. And I signed off on those two other things. I was like, okay. And so I'm over there doing some. He took the inventory I did and threw it in the trash can and printed it out again. And did it all over. I'm like, guess I'm doing inventories then. I'm not going to do something that he's he's going to redo you know, when he gets there. 
Uh, now, the guy who works on the weekends in the, in the mornings, uh, so long as I've been there, I've been doing it for him. He loves it because then he's able to come in and that's 20 minutes he's saving first thing in the morning. Yeah. He can come in, punch that in, then he's he can go get a head start on getting deliveries done. Other guy, man, he wanted his time to get there in the morning. So, yeah, I learned uh, he didn't like me, me making the coffee. Oh. Now, was it too strong or not strong enough? Or what I do the it? same thing. He, you put a filter in, you dump, dump a pack. It's a single-serving pack you put in there. Oh, okay. You pop it in the maker, flip the switch, That's it. and you got coffee. You know, It's like uh, we like a coffee service brings our coffee in. It's got gotcha. the big, the big yeah. you know, commercial maker and everything. And so, yeah, he, um, I, I learned that that's part of his morning ritual. He wanted to come in. He wanted to make the coffee. Can he pour the and, coffee out and redo it? What, I don't know if he did or not. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but he he wanted it so, because as soon as the coffee got done making, he filled his thermos up for the day. He, he wanted it fresh, right? He wanted to see it being made, yeah. you know, which I understand, but. You know, I'm not gonna give old coffee to somebody. So yeah, I've been get, we've been getting used to not having him around now. Um, a lot of things he used to do has been divvied up to other people, and we'll see if if they get done or not. You know, um, other than that, it was a it was a really good week. Um, went by really fast, seemed like some weeks drag by and some weeks fly. This was one of those that went by pretty darn quick. Seems like the last couple I have, too, for me as well. All right. Housekeeping. From the last episode, I'm going to talk about um, the Kentucky Derby winner. Did you hear about the story about that? Who won the Kentucky Derby? Um, the Preakness was ran Saturday, I think. I don't know who won it. But the horse that won the Kentucky Derby was a like 35 or 50 to 1 odds to win. Only reason he got into the to the race is because another horse scratched and couldn't race, so they brought him in as a backup. And that horse cost thirty thousand dollars, where all the other ones were multi million dollar horses. Mm-hmm. But it won, and then when it won, it was like trying to buy the other horses and stuff. It was like the most ghetto ass <laughs> ghetto ass <laughs> horse you've ever seen. But it won the Kentucky Derby. So shout out to it's called it's called Rapid Shot Rapid something. I can't remember. Anyway, yeah. So like, it won, and it was like, fuck y'all, I'm biting the horses. I'm eating these damn roses, you know. Uh, it never been never been to the ball before. Never been out of the house. No, it was not even a ball. Yeah. Uh, so long shot won that one. Oh, and we got... Who's going to the glue factory now? <laughs> yeah. Um, we got our first... He just hit the lottery, man. Go ahead. Do he what? Just, he just hit the lottery. Oh, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. You know? You know? Just for the story, they've a movie about it, I guarantee you, you know, for sure. Um, we got our first bit of listener mail uh, last week, and I didn't read it. I, was it anthrax? No, it wasn't. It was actually okay, email. Good. So, you know, Thank you. It was a virus. <laughs> um, like, we were getting in our cars last last Monday night we recorded. You had just, like, pulled out. And I said, dude, I forgot the listener mail. He was like, I was like, we'll do it next time. <laughs> <laughs> we can come back in here and fire the thing back up. Um, now this was, it was a question, and uh, it was it was for Harpoon actually. Um, it says Hango. I really enjoy the show, especially when the boys are on. I have a question for Harpoon. I'm currently dating a girl who I truly love. 
when we spend time together, it feels like we're the only two people in the world. I've been thinking about proposing, but there is an issue. When she's around alcohol, things get bad. She can never just have a drink. It's always multiple drinks, and she becomes violent. If we're in public, she claims that I'm looking at other girls, and if we're at my place, she thinks other girls are texting me and I'm cheating. A couple of times I've had to call her brother or dad to come pick her up because she's uncontrollable. I'm just at a crossroads. I love this woman with all my heart and don't want, her, don't want to let her go, but after hearing your story, my brain's telling me that I need to reevaluate where this relationship is headed. I'm 22 years old and I work as a welder. I know I have my whole life ahead of me and I want to spend it with this woman, but your story has really hit a nerve with me. What's my best course of action here? Thanks for all your time and please keep doing what you're doing. M in Tennessee. Wow. Drop the knowledge on the kid. Um, well, first of all, thanks for the, thanks for the question, man. I, you know, it, uh, to, to honestly, uh, think that, that, uh, you know, somebody out there is listening and it's, and it is, you know, I mean, we talk about, we talk about a lot of goofy stuff, but we also talk about a lot of serious stuff as well. And, and to know that somebody's actually hearing it, um, and making them think, Hey, you know, um, you know, just think out just for anything, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad to be part of it. My suggestion, uh, from my heart would be to, uh, not get married at this time. Um, you're 22 and, um, first of all, that's, 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 that's young, uh, in my, in my opinion. And a lot of times people haven't matured to enough where, um, they can make long-term decisions, uh, based on who they're going to be, not only right now, but 10 years from now and how their future is going to be 20 years from now, because, you know, when you get married, you're supposed to be getting married for the rest of your life. So you want to have a firm base foundation. Right now, um, it's just you and her. And in that situation, uh, everything might be uncomfortable, but tolerable. Um, you know, you, it sounds like the guy is, um, you know, is in love but what I mean by um, tolerable would just be that he's putting up with it because he loves her. Yeah. He he thinks, you know, I mean, it's for better or worse or whatever, even right now, I love her this much, you know, so it's, but honestly, you know, the signs are there that it's, it really only gets worse because the older you get, the more complicated life gets right now. It's just you too. Um, and there's a possible addiction problem looming you know if not active so imagine bringing a child or two or even a pet or anything extra into that situation now all of a sudden you're responsible for not only her but the child and the pet and a house payment and all this other stuff not not even not even another living thing just when you get married there's going to be more bills there's going to be higher bills yeah so that's one more point of stress you're putting on an already somewhat fragile base you're working with. Right. And you're, and, and I don't know I've, I've said it once, man, but you're 22. Um, I know all three of us, when we were younger, uh, 
anybody that looks through life through our lenses right now um, can realize that uh, as hard as we were running, Oh yeah, it would have been it would have been really hard to make uh, lifelong positive uh, foreseeable um, decisions. You know, early, early on, a just big running, commitment. Yeah, running wide open. Uh, so now, now I will say, he's twenty two and he's got a career as a welder. He he, he may be a lot more focused on on what's coming ahead of him than we were. I mean, we, we were just all over the place, oh, you know. Oh, for sure, yeah. This kid seems like he's a smart kid, got his head screwed on straight, you know. Um, but and, you could always get married, though. Yeah. There's no reason to jump into it now. No. See, my point being was that, you know, that, that she might, she may not be able to make these decisions. You know, if, if she's letting, if, if, first of all, if violence or anger or any of that harsh, negative, black, stuff that comes spewing your way when it when it's that time um that's only going to amplify when you add extra bills and children Mm. and all this other stuff so if you think right now there's any question in your mind about what you should do then the answer is always no not yet Put it off, you know, don't get, don't ask her to marry you just yet, y'all. You have, you need to think about it, you know, uh, postpone it, whatever. Um, and I, and I realize <clears throat> that when you're with somebody that you love and, and you're thinking, you know, I would do anything to help them out. Think about this with that person who may be throwing all that anger and, and violence and blackness towards you when they're drinking what about man if you needed some help or you needed somebody to be there for you and they're going through this cycle now you really need them to be there for you but all they're doing is hamstringing you on every possible occasion oh you're down you don't feel well great how about this and a big case of the fus and who you you know screwing on the side and all this other stuff when you don't need all that yeah you know so my uh, answer to M would be just to, um, first of all, anchor with prayer. Um, I think both of the participants need to be fully anchored in something outside of just them. Um, get some positive input with maybe some older people, older couples that are good examples. You know, y'all too, man. I've, I've, t- I've told y'all forever, man. I mean, I, y'all, what y'all have is what I want, man. Y'all are great examples for me. Um, and M, if you listen to this show, man, these two guys, man, are, are great friends with their, with their, uh, wives and, and, uh, and they're able to talk things out and, and y'all, neither one of y'all have any kind of, you know, big anger bouts and things like that. Y'all are able to talk about things and, and work through your, uh, disagreements. So M keep that in mind you need a you need a partner not a project you need somebody that's going to be on your side somebody that will have your back so um always start off with friendship and if friendship's not there 24 7 then it's not there really uh you know if it's just, if she's just picking times to be your friend and picking times to hamstring you then that's not really being a friend well i saw a thing this week and they said um it was something about you know older couples what would you tell Younger couples, you know, whether it be new relationship, you know, 
honeymoon stage of the of, of being married? What would you you know? And, and the number one thing I saw was, or one that stuck with me the most was when you get into a conflict, you've got to remember that it's not you two against each other; it's you two against that problem. Hmm. You need to be fighting together to figure out what the issue is, not fighting against each other. You know, and that that's that was really good advice. Mm-hmm. You know, but it, uh, we've all had our drinking days. Every all three of us here, some of us are still in them. You know, shots um, fired. No, I, I didn't. Was there any fingers pointed? <laughs> he did glance over though. Huh? He did. <laughs> Drink that paps. Go ahead. I am. Damn it. <laughs> but when he said she got violent. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, that's, that is not going to end well no. in any way until she either gets that under control or the drinking under control. And it could seriously as easily be that way the other way around. It could be a lot of times guys are the ones that, especially younger guys, you know, that get a few beers in them and all of a sudden, man, they got their shirt off and they're beating their chest and they're up in somebody's face. You know, if you're a female and you got that kind of guy Think about it, man. I mean, do you really want any kind of violence in your life? I mean, no, nobody wants that. Their life's got enough drama. Just well, day to day. Why would you, you want something like that? What you just said, if if M was a girl and she was writing to us about a guy she's seeing that was the same way. Yeah. Dude, do you want to, I'm, I'm sorry, M, do you want to date, do you want to marry somebody who will beat on you? She you're, will literally beat on you. You're going to be the victim. Yep. You will always be the victim. With When there's that black anger that comes at you, it doesn't matter. You're always going to be, and you you just have to, that's something that you're going to be domestically abused. You're going to be an abused husband. And he won't be able to say anything about it. If, if you do, everybody's going to call you a pussy a, or whatever. You know, yeah, and not believe you. Yep. You know? And I tell you one thing, man, is all it's going to take is for her to get to a point where she's like, oh, yeah, well, let me try something real stupid, you know. How about go- an eye for a gun? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, brother, I, 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 it's it's a dark, dark road. Um, don't go down it. I, yeah. I, I would yeah. say – if go ahead, Jack, go ahead. I was just going to say I was agreeing with him. That's, that's a, <clears throat> it's a, it's a bad situation already. And like y'all both just said it, you know, do you want that for your future? Because I mean, and, and it could be a lot deeper seated than just the alcohol. You know, this girl may have serious issues that she's oh, never sure. dealt with yep. and it comes out after she's drunk um, or after a couple of drinks or whatever it might be. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a really, really sticky situation all around, but you know, the bad times are definitely going to outweigh the good Absolutely. times. Absolutely. The longer you're in that relationship. So don't waste your young life on as much as you love her, as much as you don't want to think about her being with somebody else. And that's got to be a big portion of it. You know, not just the fact that you're missing her. You're going to, but you know, you just don't want somebody else to have her. You know, when you're young, when you're a young guy, man, you're thinking, you know, uh, she's mine. She's mine. You know, whatever. I got to lock it down now. Yeah. Yeah. But, dude, I promise you, man, I've been, I've been, I've been the top of the mountain and I've been at the bottom of the creek. And I can tell you right now, man, there's always a come up. You always come up, you know, as long as you don't give up, you're going to come up. Em, thank you for writing in. Um, I would suggest 
I'm, I hope you've talked to her about it already. Um, but it's going to come to a point where talking ain't going to work no more. Because it's like these guys just said, it's, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Um, and just real quick. Go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> the way this is going to end, M, is she's going to wreck your shit. You take your welding machine, man, and you go lock it up. And you go lock up your work truck and you go lock up your tools and all this stuff like that. Because if you don't, you're going to have some bent and dent stuff. You're going to have it all bashed in because all that anger is going to come out. And she's not going to take it out on just you. She's going to take it out on your stuff. So before you get to the point where you go, look, either put the drinking down. Let's get some shit together. Let's get let's get on the same page. Or we're going to have to move on. Before you have that conversation, you go through your house and you lock down whatever it is you you always want to keep. If there's if there's sentimental anything, old concert t-shirts or what anything you think you might always want to have, old football letter jacket, and she thinks, man, that that has meaning to you, that is a target. Because she's going out like damn Tasmanian devil. Yep. So that's it. That's, that's it. Yeah, if you hadn't, if she hadn't, if you hadn't talked to her about getting help yet, do that. Um, possibly intervention. You've already said that her dad and brother know how she gets. You know, sit down with some of her friends, you know, whatever. Dude, I mean, I, I hope you seem like you're dead set on this girl. I hope it works out. But you just need to remember, as, as a great man once told, told me, every hot woman has got a guy at home. It's tired of her shit. And keep us posted, man. Keep us yes. keep, keep keep us posted, <laughs> Please man. Please let us know. Keep us posted. Um yeah, don't don't catch a case over this woman. Don't let her destroy your shit. Uh I know I know if you love her, you love her. But damn it, man. Sometimes it just ain't worth it. So listener mail is done. Um Did you see that video of that cop who confiscated the vape pen from the guy? Which which one? This was like a couple of weeks ago. This cop, it's yeah. all over the news. This cop confiscated a, a a marijuana vape pen from a guy, and his dash cam that faces him was still on. He's sitting in his car. He like smells it. Then he like takes a little drag, like nothing came out. Well, then he really got on it, and this <laughs> motherfucker went to spit and smoke everywhere. What? He took it off of somebody and then hit it. Then he hit it. He wanted to make sure it. He wanted to be sure it was it was a marijuana. That's vape. not how you do that. You have a lab for that kind of uh, shit. Right yeah, around yeah. high and hit the blue lights and shit. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> he took a big old rip, man. That second time, it just vape comes pouring out of his face. Can He's you like, imagine <laughs> the next dude he pulls over? Oh, he went. He went and told him what it what he had done. What? Yeah, he went and told him, like, yeah, I hit a vape pen. Holy smoke. I'm high as fuck now. Jeez. Um, I think I got popcorn on. <laughs> uh, who was... Oh, I watch these crazy videos online, and there's ones that always get me. People who don't know how to put out a grease fire. Those what? videos give me the worst anxiety that I could ever imagine. Because they're sitting there dancing with this flaming, this flaming skillet, and what do they do? Pour water on it. They went to sink. Pour water. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude! That dry, 
I'll have to see some of those. Oh, dude, I have to scroll past them. I was like, I, don't, I can't look at that shit. <laughs> Holy fuck. Are they, are they mostly in trailers? No. Something like matchboxes? No. These, people, like, these are people in like fast food restaurants. Oh, shit. I thought you meant at home. No, so like, like, like the, you know, you've seen those where the deep, the deep fryer for the fries catches on fire and they get a uh, bucket of water and pour it on it. Holy shit. And it blows up like all the way up into the, uh, the blowers and stuff. Wow. Oh. Uh, one I saw the day was a girl who was live streaming her cooking and then she had a grease fire and she didn't know what to do with it. And for those that are listening who don't know how to put out a grease fire, use salt or flour or baking soda, anything but water. A lid. A lid. It put a lid on it. I always just grab like the big thing of salt if I had one break out and just dump salt and it goes out. Don't pour water on a grease fire. There, you've been given a little update this week. Um, General Sam put out a new video this week. Um, told Jig about it yesterday. Uh, this is the guy who his brother I'm in the weight loss competition with. He made a video where he ordered uh, a A5 Wagyu beef steak from Japan. $270. For this, the steak. He ordered it, and they're shipping it to him like a steak. Yeah. For $270 for this one one steak. Wow. Uh, you know about Wagyu beef? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just okay. didn't know they For those who don't know, they're Single like, steaks. Yeah, they, they just like, they take care of these cows and like massage them, and, and a woman comes in and breastfeeds these calves every day and everything. Perfectly marble. Yeah, it's, it's like the most perfect steak you can get. Well, he ordered. And they cut their head off. Yeah, and then you eat them. <laughs> They're delicious. Um, he ordered this and he got it in. He decided, you know what? I'll make some hamburger helper with this. Oh, come <laughs> so on, he man. took this he took <laughs> this steak and put it into a meat grinder and made made ground beef and then cooked some delicious cheeseburger macaroni hamburger helper <laughs> with this wagyu beef. And then he got done, he's like, you know what? I'm really not hungry. I'm just gonna meal prep it. So he put it in Tupperware and put it in his refrigerator. The next day, he you look so disturbed right Holy now. Holy fuck! I'm just thinking a three hundred dollar bowl it's of macaroni so, and cheese, man. It's so, then he, then he, the next morning he's like gets one out, puts it in the microwave for three minutes. Of course, it's you know hot on the outside and ice cold in the middle. Took a bite, he's like, oh, it's disgusting. And he got a bottle of ketchup and put it on there. He's like, yeah, that's the good stuff. That's that's what I needed some ketchup to yeah. it. So go by and see General Sam down in the comments. Say Hango sent sent me and uh, go check him check out his his little uh, cooking video. Um, you'll hear a little bit of history I learned this week. Oh, you know I, I love history, yeah. especially weird shit. So, during the Napoleonic Wars between France and England, a French ship went down off the coast of England, and the only survivor was a monkey that they had on the ship, and it was dressed in a captain's outfit. Okay, hmm. so this monkey washes up on shore in England. And the English, who have never seen a French person before, goes, this must be what French people look like. Because here's this monkey in a captain's outfit, you know. And so they grab this monkey, they get it's a Frenchman. And they take it and start interrogating it. <laughs> what, do you fucking wash up on Gilligan's Island or something, man? <laughs> so they, they, Damn. The English take this, this, Fr- this Frenchman monkey <laughs> and start interrogating it, try to get information. Of course, it doesn't speak English because it's a fucking monkey. And uh, or French <laughs> couldn't get anything out of him, and they tried him and found him guilty and sentenced him to hang. 
is they hung this monkey. This is in Hartlepool, England. If you go today to Hartlepool, look at their soccer team. Their name is the Monkey Hangers. Wow. They're the Hartlepool Monkey Hangers, and we're all getting jerseys. <laughs> what number do you want? I've already called 69. <laughs> I'll take one. Yes. <laughs> the number one monkey hanger. <laughs> I thought y'all would enjoy that story. I mean, they, they always talk about how the South is so backward and shit. In England, you still root for a, a team called the monkey hangers. You never hung a monkey. <laughs> yeah, man. They, they make the Redskins get rid of their shit. They're going to keep the monkey hangers. That's why I, I asked mom, are they going to rename the team here in town the Drunken Savages? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's great. No? Um. Oh, let's do some news, and then I got a story I want you to tell. How about that? One, one, of, my, one of my favorite stories that you that you ever told me. Oh, shit. All right, let's get into the news right quick. Let's see here. Man sheds eighty seven pounds while exercising every day. For, the, for this discontinued Taco Bell menu item. About a year ago, I'm sorry, about a year into the coronavirus pandemic, Chris Sanderberg decided it was time to get serious about losing weight by turning his health journey into a TikTok challenge. In January of 2021, Sandberg, 37, began exercising every day until Taco Bell brought back his favorite menu item, the grilled stuffed nacho. He's continued the challenge for more than 480 days and has shed approximately 87 pounds in the process. Because it's TikTok, you can't just lose the weight. You have to turn it into a challenge. Sandberg, uh, who lives in the San Francisco Bay Area, told Fox News, I didn't want the journey to be about a number on the scale. I wanted it to be fun, and maybe the goal was something that I wanted, Sandberg added. And for some reason, the first thing that popped into my mind was the grilled stuffed nacho, and I just ran with it. He goes on to say that he had bought one of these grilled stuffed nachos like the week that discontinued it. So he had it like four days in a row, then he went back the next day. They were like, we don't have it anymore. And so, yeah, so he started exercising until they brought it back. Stilettin brought it back. He's down almost 100 pounds. Wow. Well, good think, for him. I think man. he weighed 275 when he first started. So he's down under, 100, uh, under 200 pounds now. Wow. Well, I, you know, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting that he, he, you know, twisted it around just instead of just working out to kind of attach it to something. Yeah. And plus with TikTok, you have some accountability there, which people are like, why didn't you post yourself exercising today? Mm-hmm. You know, get some up on your ass. Uh, man dies of heart attack as he digs a grave to bury the, the woman he killed. I think I heard, was that a, was that a, some. Was that local or was that? Something? I think it was in South Carolina, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, Somebody told me about that. A man accused of strangling a woman he lived with before he died of a heart attack as he buried her in, in their yard, according to South Carolina police. Deputies in Edgefield County, about 20 miles north of Augusta, were sent to the Trenton home on Saturday, May 7th, for the report of an unresponsive male laying in his yard. Yeah, they went on, looked, and they said uh, it was a freshly dug pit they found the body in, and he was laying next to it, died of a heart attack. M. 
Did you hear that story? (laughs) (laughs) It's true because no matter how much you love a woman, someday it'll cross your mind. I wish I could just strangle her. I wish I could just strangle her and be done with it. Invest in a lighter shovel. (laughs) (laughs) Or a lighter woman, one of the two. Uh, that's what I didn't told y'all that that's something I do now when we're laying in bed at night, we're laying, it gets kind of quiet. She'll be laying there reading or something. I'll look over there and I'll say, you know, I just want to crack your skull open so I can see what your brains look like. And she'll say, don't tell me that. I said, all right, yeah, I probably, I'd like to just wrap my hands around your neck and strangle you. I'm going to let you take your last breath. She's like, would you stop? You know, that's something women look, there's, there's something Something we said about women that they agree to be with a man two, three times their size, and then lay down and go to sleep next to him every night, knowing that just on a whim he could decide to take her life. Crunch, and then nothing she could do about it. <laughs> nothing. Listening, Tink. Keep messing around. <laughs> uh, let's fuck around and find out. <laughs> a substitute teacher sang Britney Spears "Toxic" on a karaoke machine. He was asked to leave early. Good. Dude went in there. So that substitute teacher walks in and says, it's about karaoke machines are singing Britney Spears. And it was so bad, the principal asked him to leave. But he got another job later on in another school, the same district. Doing the same thing? Doing the same thing, I'm sure. It was in Texas. What do you expect? I don't know. Better karaoke, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have y'all been hearing about the uh, oil cans popping up with bodies out there at Lake Mead? We talked about it last week. That's where I heard it. (laughs) (laughs) That is where you heard it. That's where I heard it. I was thinking, damn, that's real interesting, man. I got to tell the guys about that. I was the one that told you about it. Y'all the ones that told me about it. (laughs) Fifth grader brings weed gummies to Livonia School that kindergartner brought margaritas to. You remember hearing about that? (laughs) Margaritas? Yeah, some some kid brought a thermos and cups to school for their snack and it was a thermos of, of margaritas oh, okay man. this is the same school right mom's here mom's gonna be surprised when she got her lunchtime mom's tidy. gonna be pissed huh? it was just three weeks ago that fox 2 reported on grand river academy in livonia where kindergarten where a kindergartner brought a margarita and dixie cups to school for snack time now at the same school two 11 year olds were hospitalized after one of them brought marijuana edibles to school jeez uh, Crystal Morton contacted Fox 2 after learning uh, her son was given a marijuana edible in their fifth grade classroom. She said her son didn't know didn't know that the funny feeling he was experiencing was a high from the THC in the edible. He was feeling funny. <laughs> That's all he kept saying. <laughs> Quick, ban the edible. <laughs> he, he just kept saying that he felt funny. Uh, to know that my child had has had this in their system just makes me so angry. I'm devastated. I got some bad news for you, Mama. <laughs> this this kid's about to go to college in a couple of years. <laughs> Morton told Fox 2 that another fifth grader brought the weed gummies to school on Monday and didn't warn her son what they were. This child intentionally brought marijuana to school and distributed it. Both fifth graders were taken to Beaumont hospital and are okay but Livonia police are investigating now to determine where the drugs came from we might have to open up the conversation of drugs in elementary school because this is a prime example of what can happen say it Judd 
Fuck them kids. <laughs> See, even even he knew what to say. Uh, the parents, the number one to blame. Somebody's not watching this child. Somebody's not paying attention to this child. I don't know what's going on in their household. Somebody just forgot to lock up their weed gummies. Yeah, man. it's not it's that it's not big an kid. issue, honestly. It's not the kid. It's the mom and dad got stoned and forgot to put their shit up. Well, how many? I mean, did, how many did they eat? I mean, hell, they're you know gummy gimmicks, man. I mean, you know the kids are eating about a handful. <laughs> yeah, you Damn. know, maybe like a half pack. And probably when they got to to the hospital, they probably pumped their stomach. You know, too probably, late at that point. It's 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 it's, 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 it's the <laughs> Just think about the kid, man. I mean, having to. Lesson learned. Mm-hmm. Wichita police identify the perpetrator who defecated in a beauty supply store. Wichita police department said it's identified a woman accused of defecating in a store aisle early last week. Deputies are seeking charges of criminal damages to property against the woman. Defecation was significant enough that eight wigs were destroyed <laughs> as a result, and the business would like to know who the perpetrator is so they can pursue criminal charges. The incident was captured on video surveillance, but f- but for the good of all, but for the good of all of you, we're not posting the footage of the defending fecal assault. I think we find out who's been hitting your public bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you think it was this one woman? Hey, was there hair in it? <laughs> well, apparently, hers was so massive it destroyed eight fucking wigs. So you imagine she's probably just grabbing them off the heads and wiping her ass. Oh, come you on! Know, like you know, one up in a dummy store, man. They got like wigs sitting around. Ugh. You imagine some. Big ass woman, man, just thinking, I got a shit now. I don't want to think about that. And just squatting down and running one off, man. <laughs> it's significant enough, Chase said. <laughs> significant. <laughs> you all right? That's fucked up. <laughs> bitch needed one of them fucking kazoo butt plugs. Right yeah. Like a tuba. A uh, Wisconsin man hits milestone after eating a Big Mac nearly every day for 50 years. Mm. <laughs> what was that look for? It's terrible. <laughs> Fucking A, man. A man who holds a place in the Guinness Book of World of Records celebrated 50 years of eating his favorite McDonald's sandwich on Tuesday. It was on May 17th, 1972, when Fond du Lac's Don Gorski ordered his first Big Mac at a McDonald's restaurant. Since then, he's eaten a Big Mac almost every day. On May 4th, 2018, uh, Gronsky ate 30, his 30,000th Big Mac and became the first person to eat the most Big Macs, as recorded by the Guinness Book of World Records. He further solidified his record on December of 2021 by reaching 32,672 Big Macs eaten in a lifetime. I got a, I got a comic of somebody saying I was going to die of a heart attack within 15,000 Big Macs. Heck, now I'm over 30,000. I'm still alive. It's not really the food you eat. It's your lifestyle. If you're lazy, I probably would have gained a lot of weight. But because I'm so active, I burn off all my calories. Gorski said he he's only missed eight days out of the 50 years without a Big Mac. That's probably like when Katrina went through or something <laughs> crazy. Yeah, the amount of money he spent. 
in those 50 years. How much is a bit? Is he just getting the burgers? Is he getting the whole combo? That's the question. I think the combo is like five or six dollars. Well, if he just I did, think. if he just did four dollars, four dollars a, a pop, a burger. Yeah. Well, since the 70s, man, probably like a dollar or something back then. Probably an average of say three dollars. Yeah. He's done what 32 of them. So you're looking at almost a million dollars. Let's see here. Three times fifty thousand. $150,000. Your, your body would say a million. <laughs> It'd feel like a million. Yeah. Oh, do you see where they, they found that skull up in, up in uh, Minnesota? At least like, like, like the oldest human remains they have found in North America. Mm-hmm. It, it was a skull, um, it was a partial skull found by two kayakers at a, a river or lake up in Minnesota, on the Minnesota River. Um, they did like the carbon dating and everything. They said that it was it was a skull of a man who lived between fifty five hundred and six thousand BC. Wow! And they said, judging by what was left of the skull, like it was a violent death, like blunt force trauma to the head, like he like he'd been hit over the head. Mm. So. Um, but the sheriff's office posted a picture of the skull to Facebook and some, I think it was like the Sioux tribe had a big blow up about them posting remains of, of their, of, of their, of their descendant, you know, why are you posting pictures of one of our people, the Sioux tribe, you know, I'm like, 5,000 BC. They wouldn't, even everybody's tribe. They, they wouldn't, there wouldn't be many tribes back then, <laughs> but they were just saying that it was, it's so it's so crazy that they found this because that at that time, the glaciers would have just receded back from Minnesota coming out of the ice age. So they said he would have been within miles of where the glaciers were at. So he was like extreme Northern livable area. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. That is, um, was there like a Sasquatch or anything close by? Did they- no, not, not Minnesota. No, no. Uh, a wife filled her husband's, phone with child porn trying to get custody of their children M. <laughs> you listening yeah. this is crazy shit man that uh that's crazy police legend oklahoma woman hacked uh hatched a scheme to get custody of her children that centered around loading hundreds of images of child pornography onto her husband's phone and then having him arrested lacey hucks 33 the wife and Angel Moore, 44, her friend, are alleged to have worked together to frame Huck's husband, uh, who has not been named. If they could get him out of the picture, then she thought she would have her children back. Garvin County Sheriff Jim Mullet. What a great name, Jim Mullet. Jim Mullet said to the Fort Worth uh, Star-Telegram, Police say the Hucks drove Moore to the Wynwood Police Department on April 18th and had her turn the phone in and report a file. File the report. See? Dyslexia, man. Elm, you see what happens to you? (laughs) Um, They say that Moore turned on the device and said she saw Huck's husband using it to view child porn in their home. The police say the phone had hundreds of images of various juvenile victims. Police did arrest the husband, but they began to wonder why the phone he was using did not have any images similar to the ones Moore turned into him. That's when they report, reportedly got a warrant to search Lacey Huck's phone, 
And and that reportedly showed that she and Moore were friends and had discussed carrying out the incident in advance. She didn't even delete the text chain they had talking about how they were going to do it. Mm-hmm. Then Moore alleg- allegedly cave, caved. Police say after she initially said she didn't know Hux, she told them that they were friends and that Hux had coached her on what to do in advance of returning the phone. Uh, she then reportedly admitted that she never saw the husband with the phone. Golly. Trifling women, man. Dude. She's definitely one of those, man, that get wackadoodle when she had a few. <laughs> if she's downloading child porn on somebody else's phone to try to frame them. Yeah, that's yeah. just no good. Mm-hmm. All right. The story I want you to tell is about when you had your restaurant down where Tinka's from. Mm-hmm. And you had a customer come in and invite you to his club. Yeah. You want to tell that story? Um, well, let's see, man. Uh, there's a, let's see. So it's, it's the black club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what part of it you may tell? Just man? tell the whole thing, man, from him inviting you on. Oh man. Um, back years ago, um, I had my, my cousin who was, um, uh, actually getting into the restaurant business as well was working for me at the time at for training and I was helping him open a restaurant and and everything and, and he is a uh, he's from Alabama and um, it was very uh, segregated with him growing up so um, he didn't have a whole lot of black friends or anything like that what you know as an adult it's an adult man. He didn't have, you know, he wasn't a racist or anything like that. He just didn't ever, wasn't ever really around very many black people. So, uh, this buddy of mine, um, had, op- had, uh, was a black man and, uh, he ate with me all the time and he had decided that he was going to open a, a bar there in town and had invited us to, or invited me to come out to his place. And uh, I was like, man, that's great. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I will for sure do that. So the weekend rolled around, and I had uh, two of my other buddies and my cousin and I, we all ride together Excuse me. and come to the bar. And as we're getting, as we're getting there, uh, it's, it's, it's noticeable that, it's, that we're the only white people there. It's apparent. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Um, and as we walk up to the door... Um, you know, this, the bouncer, who's obviously a huge man, you know, is, is like, uh, and he bought a few pizzas from me and he asked me, he said, are you, are you in the right place? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, man. I mean, uh, you know, and I said his name, I said, man, you know, he invited me to come down, you know, to his place. He's like, okay. And about that time he did, he turned, he turned the corner, you know, I guess he'd seen on the cameras or whatever. And, uh, and so anyway, he came in and said, hey, y'all, yeah, great, come on in, come on in. So there's kind of this um, this kind of a small hallway that you kind of walk through to get into the main uh, main part of the bar. And as we walk in, the, us four white guys. This is like a club, right? This is a club. Yeah, not really just a bar. This is like a full, full-blown dance club. Dance club, yep. And... Um, and it's got a, it's got this huge bar in it and everything like that. So as we walk in, <laughs> we're like ten or fifteen feet into the place. The music s- stops. 
and, and literally the 75 or 80 people that were in there, man, slowly turned. They're starting to look at us, man. And, and I'm all like, hey, man, what's going on? You know, and we just keep walking right on up to the bar. Of course, my buddy who's in there, he's over there. He One of those guys went, I smell white boys in here. Where are they at? <laughs> so we're all four just sitting up at the bar. And, you know, the, the he, he comes over, gets us a few beers or whatever, and he's behind the bar, you know, just talking. He's super excited that we're there. You know, and he's got a new business. He don't care, man, if we're black, white, green, or whatever. We're there to spend money, and he's excited about it. Um, and uh, so anyway, we're uh, we're sitting up at the bar. The music starts back and everything like that. So we're there probably, I don't know, 15 minutes or so. Anyway, a beer or two in, and um, these black ladies walk up, and they're like going, hey, man, you know, y'all want to dance? And... Uh, and of course, man, they were in like their cat suits, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and everything. And of course, man, I, one of the guys, Jason, and I were like, "Well, yeah, man, let's go, man." So we're out there on the day we're cutting loose, and literally, man, I mean, you could see the heat coming from like the upper decks of the guys that were in there because <laughs> we're out there, man, and we're cutting loose, and all of a sudden, man, the all the girls start coming down oh no <laughs> yeah there's like there's like 10 or 15 and jason and i out there and of course there's a couple of couples that are out there you know that are dancing too but at the bar tom and kenneth my my cousin and and our buddy tom the two countryest guys there man so the, the and <clears throat> it's just it's <laughs> extremely forward you know everything that was going on there um we felt like rock stars in there, you know, for a, for a, a little bit of, a little bit, you know, of course, some of the you guys. You were the oddity. It's what you were the freak show. <laughs> Absolutely, man. There was this guy that came up and sat beside my cousin and my cousin had a, uh, had a cowboy hat on. And uh, the next thing you know, man, they're having beers. He's giving the cowboy hat to the guy <laughs> sitting next to him. <laughs> he's got this... He's got this black guy with a pimp suit and a cowboy, cowboy hat on, and they're over there bullshitting and doing shots and drinking. And oh my gosh, it was the greatest! It was it was so much fun, man. It, it was, but it was an incredible shock to the system for everybody there to see us walk in. We were definitely the white dot on the domino in there, but it was it was so much fun. Everybody was very very polite. And it was, you know, it was um, it was a great night, man. We had a great time, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, that was a it was a fun time. Was there a part? Uh, I mean, was there a part of that night, man, that you wanted me to? Uh, no, you got it. You hit, hit all the points. Okay. That was I forgot about about uh, Kenneth putting his cowboy hat on <laughs> next to. Him. I remember you telling me it the first time, I've and I was never like, never heard that story. Oh, really? Oh man, <laughs> that was the first time I ever heard that story. I thought he told it to me, and then like a, I don't, maybe a week later, mom had came by when I was working for you. It's <laughs> yeah. like like tell mom the story <laughs> about going to the black club. And she's like, it reminded her of uh, Animal House when they walk into the play yeah. club and everything, the record scratches. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was very similar feel, you know. It's just that we didn't have we didn't have dates there or anything like that. We were just there just to hang out. Honestly, man, we just went just to go have drinks with my buddy, you know, and throw him some business and stuff. And they, lo- you know, by the time man, we were leaving, you know, several hours later, man, everybody in the whole joint, man, had come up and, you know spoke or said you know said you know hey let me buy some beers or we were buying beers for everybody you know and i mean it was a cool it was a very cool scene you know y'all were the talk of every lunch table that sun the next sunday 
What happened this weekend? Some white boys came into the club Friday night. Y'all ain't going to believe this shit. And they were cool. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't start no shit. Well, I tell you one thing, man. The the thing that that uh, that really um, it was like almost instantly, man. The girl, the ladies, you know. I mean, these were like like ladies, you know, like weren't like women that our that are younger uh, teenage twenties. These were thirty forties. These are women. These are women, yeah. and they're in their going out outfits. They are dolled up, and they wanted to dance with the white boys. <laughs> And shit, we were out there, we were doing it, man. We were out there dancing. I mean, there was, and you know, there was a couple on this side. And of course, man, you turn around, man, dance that little lady, and you know, whatever. And it was, it was just the greatest thing, man. I mean, you know, just you're a walking, help. talking white boy buffet is all you are. Well, it was, <laughs> we all left together, man. We were just there having fun with my buddy. But yeah, lots of fun, man. Now, I was trying to think the other night. I, trying, I gotta think of some other stories he's told me to get him to tell. And I thought of that one. I was like, that that's such a it's such a good story. It yeah. just proves that it don't matter what color your skin is or what club you go to, you wanna have a good time. Yeah. No, know? man, we were none of us, man. We were I mean, we were never you know, first of all, if I'd have thought that any of my buddies were you know, prejudice or it have been a, an issue for them, you know, in any way, you know, I would have never taken them, you know, um, but every, I just knew, I mean, you know, y'all, man, I mean, the people I hang out with, man, it's all love and hugs and everybody's cool and it don't matter, man, if you're gay, straight, yeah, we black, don't give white, a shit. As long as, long you as you're cool, we're cool. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's just been the people, man, I've always hung out with people that are cool with everybody and, and, uh, and once we got there, I mean, it was a, it was a little awkward, you know, just because the music stopped. <laughs> the record scratch. Damn. Somebody put on some George Jones right quick. Someone get him out of here. Get that guy in the cowboy out of here. Oh my gosh. You got anything else tonight? Oh man. I'm, I'm just glad to be here. I'm glad y'all came by. We still, we still got this going on. Almost a hundred episodes in. That's pretty. Hey, uh, speaking of man, r- real quick, while I was at Miss Alabama's uh, birthday party, there was a, a one of her uh, friends, uh, her boyfriend, fiance, uh, significant other person, is also a podcaster. Okay, cool. And uh, and I'll give you the information, man. We get offline, man, and uh, that he gave me. Um, but uh, yeah, he was uh, he was he, he was saying that. You know, to, to st- I was, you know, we'd mentioned, you know, just in our general conversation, man, that, that, you know, you have a show and, you know, we get on and talk stuff, man. And he was very supportive and stuff, you know. Uh, but yeah, anyway, man, I, that's, I just had that little flash that came through my head. So. Yeah. This will, this will be episode 71. We need to do something, man, significant, man, for like a hundred or something. I'm going to shut down some beers live on the air. Yeah. We have to record it on a Saturday night. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Instead of on a Monday. <laughs> let's do that, yeah. yeah. We can do something. Let's do a Tuesday night. I don't have to work Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'll get ready to go back to work then. <laughs> all right, if we have anything else to say, wouldn't close this out. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Hango Show. Be sure to go by tripodbroadcasting.com. Check out all the shows in the network. Also, be sure to check out our sponsors. BlackEbles.com, E-A-B-L-E-S, where you can save 15% on some premium CBD with the promo code HANGO. Also, be sure to go by MyDelta8.com. At The Hango Show on all social medias, you can email us directly at TheHangoShow at gmail.com. 
for questions, comments, concerns. Uh, otherwise, Harpoon, Jut, love you guys. I love all y'all there for listening, and we'll see you next time. It's like eating with Helen Keller.